What is crack-a-lackin', my people? We are now on episode number 18. Can you believe that? We are almost at 20. We are on episode 18. That means that you have possibly, if you've made it this far, you have possibly listened to me for almost nine hours. Nine hours of your whole entire life that you can never have back, ever. Nine hours of me in your dome never having back. So if you have made it this far, congratulations. I also feel bad for you, but congratulations overall. So this episode, I'm really obviously excited for just like every week, but this one I really liked because we have two questions of the week that got asked to me that'll be at the end of the episode. So stick around for that. That really got me thinking. I really like the questions of the week this week that I did. So I'm going to keep doing those each week because I love getting a good question that makes me sit down and think like, hmm, what is my answer to this? So I had two of those that I like, and then we had the three topics that we're going to normally have that I put up on the IG story. So this one, I'm excited for. Like we're going to have a good episode here. I hope everybody's doing well. A little check-in on me uh, this weekend was Super Bowl weekend, and let's just say that it was a very long Super Bowl in a bad way. This is the third Super Bowl we've lost, betting-wise. So 0 for 3, that never went well. Uh, Definitely caused a little bit of stress. And then because of the loss, you know, got a little too intoxicated, made some bad choices. So overall, I got to be careful on these Super Bowls because I've noticed the last two years, we've done some dumb stuff. So next Super Bowl, we got to fix that up. But it did lead me into a week of, I was just stressed this week. You know, I uh, kept working out, luckily. The workouts have been still going well. But I'm just stressed right now. I feel like I'm in negative headspace. So I'm hoping to come on here, kind of flip that. And reading some of the things I got back did put me in a more positive mindset. And obviously, it being Thursday and podcasting is going to flip that in the weekends coming up. So that is my little check-in. Again, hope you're all doing well. And let's get right into it. I think the best thing to lead into this was then the de-stressors that I put on my Instagram story. Me talking about stress, leading right into what do people do to de-stress? I'm always curious on what each person does differently to kind of get away from stressful situations. This is an array of answers that we have. The first one that I saw a lot of, which I couldn't tell if it was like a positive or a negative. I'm going to take it as people admitting it's a negative, was like partying and drinking. Uh, there were like five people that said partying and drinking. And for me, I would take that as a negative. Well, because of what I do when I party and drink, again, after Sunday, make very bad decisions. We don't really think before we do or say once alcohol is involved. Great when I'm sober, drunk, eh, got to work on that one. So partying and drinking, I feel like, is a way to kind of get away from the problem, but you're not really fixing the problem. You know, you're kind of like running away from the fire, but you're not really dealing with the problem. So whoever, people that said that, you know, be a little careful. I hope maybe if, if you're just having like a glass of wine or something to de-stress, I mean, that's all good. But if we're like going out to bars, I mean, obviously with COVID, we can't. But before that, if we're going out to bars, blacking out on Wednesdays, I would say maybe let's try to go to the other things that people do to de-stress, which is the other one that I saw the most, like meditating. That's one that I've really wanted to try. Well, not try because I already have done this before in a, in a different form, I would say. 
my counselor Nicole would always run us through meditations and body work and breath work and stuff like that, which is a form of meditation. And obviously not being in that area or seeing her anymore, I'm not the best at getting that kind of stuff done. And the worst part about it is that they say all you have to do is like five minutes of it. All you have to do is meditate for five minutes and it can change like your whole day and bring you peace. And I, I just can't find five minutes in the day. Well, let me reword that. I can't not find five minutes in the day. I'm choosing not to find five minutes a day because you really can find five minutes anywhere you want to. So I'm jealous on the meditation game. I've been telling myself forever that I need to just do it. I just need to go in and do some meditation. That was definitely one of them. Another one was journaling, which is why I put, I was, I was curious in general because I put that at the end of the IG stories, like a yes or no instead of questions to see if people were journaling. And people were saying that they journal to de-stress. Now, this is something that I have done. I think this is a great way to de-stress. Me, I typically tend to be a little more verbal. I think I've talked about that in the previous episode. I end up being a lot more verbal when I try to get things out. I like to use my voice. Writing, I've never really liked writing. I, I, I just don't know how to really get my point across. And I also end up getting really distracted, if we're being very honest. I had this teacher at Santa Barbara City College that was fantastic. The first part of class, every class, we would do about 20 minutes of free writing. And he would make sure that like while we were writing or basically journaling, I would call it, but he called it free writing because it was English class. We had to just talk about whatever we wanted to. But the only rule was that your pen had to keep moving. And he said, I don't care if you sit here for 20 minutes and just keep writing. I hate it here. I hate it here. I don't want to be in this class. Like, I, it doesn't, like, you can write that the whole time if you want to as long as you keep writing. And so I, when we used to do that, I used to constantly just write, like if I got into a deep space of like, oh, this is good. Like what I'm writing is like, I'm trying to get it out. I just kept writing that same sentence over and over again when I was like in like a mental pause. Because again, verbally, I felt like I could get it out of me, but writing it down, like there was a blockade there. And so now when I journal, if it would be funny if like a counselor or something read it because you would see like, maybe I'm talking about like one or two problems, but it's like two and a half pages because I'm just free writing. Like I'm just writing the same thing here and there. I don't know how to communicate it on paper with pen. And verbally, I feel like I'll get it out like way faster. So journaling sometimes gets me a little more frustrated. And then again, I get distracted. Like my hand starts hurting. I start focusing on my hand. That's like the ADHD in me. So all of a sudden, my mind's all over the place. So journaling is great. Definitely love it. But that's why I thought of, like I said, I had that dream of like verbal journaling almost. Like you were doing like verbal notes, like every day or every week, whatever you want to do. Like if you had like a, an audio track to keep track of your verbal journaling, I wonder how that would work. I know that people say that writing stuff and seeing it works better, but I don't know. Something I might, I might really try out. And then the last and my favorite one of de-stressors, I mean, obviously, I talk about it almost every single time I come on the podcast. It's what I come back from doing, working out. People say they work out. And this one's a favorite of mine. Whether it's a 10-minute workout, 15-minute hour workout, two-hour workout, I just think moving your body is great. Now, I definitely would say like a 30-hour workout, 30-minute to an hour-long workout would probably be the most beneficial, but moving your body and getting sun helps you no matter what. And then there's just levels after that, in my opinion. So for me, whenever like I'm moving weights and stuff, my body just feels fantastic after, especially if I'm eating healthier. 
I always notice that when I'm working out and not eating well, not only does my body not react as well, like I'm not getting the results that I want to, I just feel crappier. You know, like like my sleep, like everything just feels off. Like this weekend, I kind of got a little bit away from like what I've been eating and being healthier. And I could totally tell that my body just wasn't feeling it. Like right away, like I just didn't feel as strong. My, My sleep wasn't good. I felt like almost like flabby. You know, it's just like I just knew right away. Mentally, everything was just off. And then as soon as this week started, and then obviously Monday was a recovery day after the Super Bowl. Tuesday, I worked out. And then by Wednesday, when I was like eating better and working out, like now I was back on the grind again immediately felt way better. And then again today, right now, as I'm speaking, like workout today felt better back on like what I was eating before macros are back in line. So it's funny how like your body gets really adjusted to this kind of stuff and gets used to it. And then when you get away from that, it's like your body just knows. And it's like, Hey, Whoa, I don't like this stuff. Like the Del Taco and the fast food, the pizza. No, no. It's like, I'm not a fan of this. Go back to the good stuff. But overall, I would say that working out is a great de-stressor. I think even if you're just doing conditioning, it doesn't have to even be weights, conditioning, band work. There's a lot of different things that you can do. I mean, meditation, actually, they say is a form of a workout, like belly breathing, that kind of stuff. Um, It's a great way to even just not have to lift weights and and do anything that way. Because I know a lot of women specifically get worried about like weightlifting and stuff because of form and getting used to it and then being in the public setting. So I know that they kind of can do like workouts with bands biking, I mean, whatever you want to do to just it. hot yoga. I saw yoga a lot too. Yoga is something, and I've done hot yoga before, and damn, that kicks your ass. So like all the chicks I've seen hot yoga, I respect that because that kicks your little tushy. And I almost I almost had to walk out of that place, and I thought I was like the most in shape, and that just showed me there's different levels to shape. There's like weight workouts on one side, and there's like hot yoga on the far other side and like being able to bike and be conditioned. I'm not conditioned. If I run like if I run like 50 steps, I'm going to be gassed out tired. So I'm just weight conditioned. But overall, we have working out, drinking a party, hopefully in a healthy way, journaling and meditation, which are all great de-stressors that I saw the most when I put it on there. For the second question, you might be curious of why I asked on my Instagram story, biggest regrets and be like, wait, wait, how does de-stressing and regrets go hand in hand? I know sometimes on my Instagram stories, the topics do kind of vary randomly, but these ones I actually lined up because of kind of what I was feel like I was going through. So I was curious to hear from others. So why I've been stressed, I feel like, is because I've been regretting multiple moves in my life financially. Now, I don't know if I would use the word regret because looking back, yes, we all learned a lesson. It's a very tough lesson. Financial lessons are very tough lessons that you're like, damn, wish I could go back, but I can't. So that's how we got to the second question. Been stressed lately because of the financial decision I made, where I'm at right now financially, and then now two regrets, like do I regret that decision? Overall, of course, I feel like I regret the decision, but I feel like later on it's going to teach me a lesson where that decision could have been at a higher magnitude. So we'll play with with small numbers at first. Let's say that in this situation, I lost $100. We'll say like in, in this situation. And right now I lost $100 and I'm really bummed, right? Because you lost $100 and say you had 500 in the account, just for examples. So now you're down to 400 and you feel like you're stressed because you've lost a fifth of your income or a fifth of your savings. Now, what if that lesson that you're learning right now is you learning on a small scale compared to like if you got older 
and now you have four or five thousand dollars in your account again just for example and you lost four thousand of it because you went full out so now you lost four fifths of your income but since you learned the lesson at one fifth you're not going to do it anymore i mean that's what we all hope with lessons right you learn it earlier on, on the smaller scale and you hope you don't transfer it to the bigger scale so that's what i'm hoping so i'm learning my lesson learned it on a smaller scale and when i get older and we're on a bigger scale I'm going to look back and be like, okay, now I know this is the same situation. We're not going to do that again. But as always, I had some great responses on this one specifically. I really like the response I got on this and they varied a lot, which is why I always love when there are a lot of different, not topics, but answers that kind of fall under different categories, I would say. So the first one that I noted that I put down was self-confidence. Somebody said that they wish they would have self-confidence longer in their life. Now that one, that one I can go to because truthfully, most of you that have met me, like I feel like after 16 or 17 years old, know a complete, I wouldn't even say, I'd say like 18. I would probably say 18 years old. If you met me after 18 years old, you know a completely different Jacob than what high school, freshman, sophomore, and even junior year Jacob was and life before that too. I was always just a nice, well, I always messed around, but I still feel like I was nice joking around, but not cocky or like overly confident or anything like that. I was very like, didn't think anything of myself and just didn't really care about that kind of stuff. And so now seeing that somebody was like, I wish I had more confidence your whole life. I totally agree. I feel like now I have confidence in myself. Now I don't feel like I could walk into anywhere or having a conversation with somebody. I don't feel like I don't belong in anything. I always have used the utmost confidence in myself. There is times where I do drop in confidence and I can feel it. And it's definitely something that sucks. So for people that out there that don't have confidence, and this can be in so many situations, I usually bring it up in negotiations because that's where confidence comes in the most. But I mean, confidence comes in like going and talking to a guy at a bar, going and meeting somebody. Like there's just so many different things that you can put confidence into and relate it to. But I think it is one of the most important things in our life. You know, I I do laugh at the saying "fake it till you make it" kind of because the biggest thing with faking it until you make it. Is this your confidence of just being able to kind of bullshit? You know what I mean? It's like you're, you're just kind of getting through life just like, okay. And then once you make it, you made it there because you just had the balls to do it. You just had the confidence to walk up and just be like, I got this. Even though I don't know how have any clue what I'm doing, I got this. Don't worry. Another one that I really liked was people's opinions or judgments and like how they impact you. Now, again, this is one. I always pick the ones that kind of relate to me. I think it's just because I read that, I'm like, oh man, I totally, totally understand that. And I think a lot of us do. I mean, I think that's society. We care what others think. And I actually, now that I'm sitting here talking about this, I, I saw a quote on something that said, you grow up in the first part of your life thinking that everybody cares about what you're doing. We're so focused on looking around, like what do people think we're doing? And then the second part of your life, I think it was like they said, like after you're 60 years old or something like that, you look around, like you look around and you realize nobody cared cuz you don't care anymore like there's there's a point in your life where you're like oh my god nobody cared the whole time but in the moment when we're younger and i feel like we're like going through the whole part of life when we're younger and and going through all these different stages we think that everybody gives a damn and like everything we do matters to everybody and like what are they going to think and do the, doing this for somebody else and and caring what others think all the time and that's something I always get caught up in. I always care what others think, like whether it's an embarrassing moment 
or yeah, that's usually with drinking, but, or whether it's like making a choice, I don't ever think of myself first. I think of others first. That's not, not really a good way to get your own happiness. If you're thinking for others first and not yourself, it's usually going to get you in trouble. You got to do what makes you happy first and then go from there. So I feel like you always hear the cliche of like, once you start, stop caring about what people think, that's when your life gets a lot better. A lot of this stuff is so much easier said than done. Totally understand that. You're not just going to listen to this and be like, okay, Jacob, great. I'm just going to go out there and not give a damn anymore. Yeah, unfortunately, that'll work for like 48 hours maybe. And then we're all back into our normal cycle. I wish there was a way, something I can maybe look into, that like you can practice this kind of stuff. Maybe it's just being confident in yourself and just being okay with your decisions. I I don't really know. I'd have to look more into that. But I think for sure, caring about what people think is only going to walk you down a negative road. So that one, I really liked on Biggest Regrets and that they're going to try to change that moving forward. After that, I did read that being more open in relationships. Oh, what do you know? Another one that I relate to. Being more open in relationships, which again, is easier said than done, I feel like. Because the thing about relationships is that people go into them and we don't realize that there's so much more that goes into it than just like the relationship between the two people. There's prior relationships, there's trauma with your past, with your parents, friendships, like there's so much past that comes into play in relationships that we don't even realize. Sometimes we don't even realize it's happening or why that like that trauma was started. Like you think it's not even a trauma, then you realize, oh, like later on in life, or like you get a counselor, like for me, Nicole has showed me so many different things in my life where I've been like, oh, okay, I react like that because this happened and I haven't like processed that yet. So I keep acting like this in this situation because I'm like lashing out. So I think for me, being open in relationships is definitely a growth for us to make as people. It's something that communication comes into play a lot. Communication is the most important thing. I'm realizing in a relationship, communication is just so important. I'm usually one that will not say anything for the longest time. And then I'm like a ticking time bomb. And as soon as the time hits zero, we're exploding. No matter where it is, what the situation is, once that bomb goes off, I'm exploding. And it's just toxic. You know, it's just something that is not going to be beneficial. I think both people shut down. One's really angry and going up. The other one's shutting down because like I can't even get a word in. So I think being more open and good communication, I think definitely helps that. And luckily, all the answers I get, we're all young, right? Like all these regret things that I'm reading off, like realize that we're all still young. You know, I'm, I'm, tw- I'm going to turn 26 in March, I think. I always forget my damn birthday. I'm turning 26 in March. I'm, I'm, yeah, 1995, did quick math, boom, 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 26 in March. Most people that are responding are around my age, a little younger, a little older, you know, not too far. We are still young enough to change things. If my mom, always bringing up Madre, if my mom can go from being like Miss Boston and like trying to fight everybody, it feels like, to like she hit 40 something, I'm not going to say her age, but high 40s, and all of a sudden she's like a saint now, you know? She goes from like the person if I complain to, she'd be like, all right, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, I'd be pissed off too. So now she's like, well, what's your reaction? Well, like, how would you have handled that differently? Okay, well, have you journaled it yet? I'm like, who is this person? Who, who am I talking to? You know, so that a person can change that much. We all can. So just remember that we're young. 
And lastly, on the regrets topic, pretty much almost everybody said like they wouldn't, they don't really have regrets though, that everything happens for a reason. And I get it. I know that that's a cliche. That's, that's the normal thing to say. I, I think we all do believe it, right? It is something that is supposed to happen to lead to the next door, you could say. You know, one bad thing happens, leads to hopefully a good thing after that. But it does suck ass. You know, as much as all of us say it happens for a reason, going through it, the stress of the situation, how long it goes on for, you know, some of us it's a month, some of us a couple of years. You just, every situation is different. So I think that's why I wanted to put these questions out there this week and kind of see, you know, what do people do to de-stress? Well, what causes the de-stress? Usually for me, it's regrets or choices I've made or decisions I'm making or upcoming decisions, anything like that usually cause me to look too far ahead and not be in the zone. And I think that's what I want to make sure with the regrets thing and that I'm trying to practice is just living more in the moment. I get so caught up looking ahead at everything, right? Like in March, I had this promotion coming up and it is the only thing I can think of. It is the most important thing I think of every single day. This promotion, what's going to happen with it and worrying about it all the time. And I think the problem is that once you get to those things, then you worry about the next thing and the next thing. And again, this is going to sound cliche, but then it's like you wake up and you're 55 years old and you're like, what's the next thing to worry about? Like, I wish I was 25 again. You know, the problems I had then were at mini school compared to now. And that's what I'm trying to practice more, just enjoying life right now. And I think I've gotten away from that a lot. I think I've gotten to a place now where I'm always worrying about something and almost like seeking something to be pissed off about. So. If you're doing the same thing and you're driving yourself insane, use this as like your message and your kind of like message being passed down to you from whatever to like, let's all try to chill in the moment. I'm trying to talk myself into this right now, as you can tell, but let's just live more in the moment and really enjoy this because I think after a while, we're going to tire ourselves out one thinking like that all the time. It's just a very negative form of thinking and just a, it drains your body. I think it literally does like medical drainage to your body. If medical drainage is a term, I know there's like nurse that listen to this. So medical drainage, look it up, WebMD. And again, to cap that off, let's live in the damn moment. Keep it simple and just move hour by hour. Okay. Peace, love, harmony. But wait, there's more. Questions of the week, batches. So I got two this week. Like I said at the beginning of this episode, if you've made it this far, you were expecting this, I have dose that I want to talk about. Both, both. Very good in my opinion. First one that I'm going to start off with would be the event that changed your life forever. Now, I sat and thought about this for a very long time. And by very long time, I mean 30 minutes, which is a very long time for me. I sat on my phone, I read the question, and I was like, nothing really has happened to me that that's crazy. You know, I was thinking like, I don't have a wife where I could be like, oh, if I wouldn't have gone on this business trip or gone to this bar, uh, I wouldn't have met my wife. And I don't have like a huge house or a Lamborghini where I'm like, oh, if I wouldn't have made this decision financially, you know, I'm pretty bare bones right now. But then it clicked in my head. Okay, I started backtracking a little bit, not backtracking, back thinking. I don't know. Vocabulary, not A1 tonight. I started thinking backwards is the way we're going to word this. And I started from San Diego. 
is probably like the biggest change I've made is living in San Diego, which I absolutely love. So how did I get to San Diego? Well, I mean, I obviously took a U-Haul here, but like what the steps that got me here. So I left from Thousand Oaks where I was living in an apartment with my friend, which I loved it there. I was like, okay, so that being in like TO and living on my own then gave me the ability and like the thought to, I'm gonna, I want to live with people still, but like live in like my own area. I want to like branch out and get away. So then I thought back to like, okay, my job. Now I have a great job, in my opinion. I talk about Procore all the time. One, I'm so thankful to people that I've met, you know, my coworkers, Marina, Mia, Chelsea, Haley, Crystal, Quay, like all of them. Love all of them. I would, I would literally not want to work with pe- any other people on this planet. Now, that job, how did I get that job? That, so like, that's how I started thinking. I started backtracking. But everything stemmed back to one result. One result. Only one thing happened that led to all those dominoes falling down. And it was my mom kicking me out of her place. Now, she's going to listen to this and say that's traumatic, but she did kick me out. Literally, I told her I wanted to stay another day, and she kicked me out. So I was a day early kicked out from when I was initially agreed on. We agreed on January 2nd. 2019 and I got kicked out January 1st 2019 so that is BS if you just want to put that on the record I got kicked out a day early so I am not gonna lie obviously January 1st is New Year's right New Year's Eve what do you think we're doing we're freaking partying we're hipping we're hopping we're scotching we're freaking dancing on the dance floor and I'm hung over on January 1st I'm not gonna move anything so I'm pissed off and I actually don't have a place to go to either I kind of called her bluff and she was not bluffing. So if you ever play poker with my mom, she doesn't bluff. And I learned this the hard way by being kicked out of my place. So I slept at like a friend's place for a couple of days. And I had to like three, for three days, the only thing I was doing was trying to find a place to live. Literally, I needed somewhere to go. So I was looking at all these places, ended up finding the Knowles. They let me in with my no job and crappy credit. And well, no, I had good credit, no job. So I was surprised they let me in with no proof of income, but they were letting people in my age all the time. And so I ended up finding this place and that was what got me into obviously paying rent, living on my own. So that's a big part of me getting to San Diego, I would say. That was like one half of this. If I she's kicked me out, I probably don't move out for a little bit longer and then me moving to San Diego might not happen or is like way further delayed. The other half of this coin is the Procore job. This is important because if my mom would have kicked me out, I wouldn't have had rent to pay. And then when I had rent to pay, this is what got me into job searching and get me into job searching quickly. I didn't give a damn about a job. I was working a pizza spot. You know, I didn't care. I was making decent money, not paying rent and just like partying. But she saw this. That was the important part. I give kudos to my mom that she saw me doing this, this whole same cycle of partying, hungover, weekdays, not doing anything, right? I wasn't, I wasn't motivated to do anything. And so that was her choice. Like you got to get out of here and, and get your life started. So looking back, super thankful on that. So when she kicked me out, I had to obviously get a job to pay for the rent, which then made me apply to a bunch of places. And then that led me to applying to SB, no, UCSB. And then that got me into being a temp at Procore. So without me, the timing of me being kicked out, I would have had the job opening that I would have had at Procore, aka wouldn't have had the job I have now that I love doing and the people around me that I love working with. So I think for me, After that whole long story, we went from A to B to D to everywhere on that whole story. 
I think the simple answer, which I could have given at the beginning, but I'm deciding to give it now, is my mother kicking me out. That if that wouldn't have happened, I wouldn't have been able to have the job I had now and been in San Diego and been living the dream life that I'm living now. So at the time, I couldn't have been more pissed off at my mother. We didn't talk for a couple of weeks. And now looking back, I can't be more thankful. So it's crazy like that when it happens with your parents, you know, so many things happen with our parents and you want to hate them forever. And then you look back and you're like, damn, they're right. But you never tell them. You never tell them they're right. So this portion, I'll just tell my mom to not listen to this portion because she wasn't right. Kicking your son out is not right. But I'm just, but it ended up working out for the best. And I am thankful that it happened. And for our second question. The first one was given to me by a coworker, Haley, by the way, and she always gives the bombest questions. So I want to throw that out. She has freaking locked in questions. I think she sits at home and like thinks of questionnaires to ask a bunch of people, and I get some of them because they are bomb questions. Now, for the other question I'm getting, it's from my friend's girlfriend, Emily, and she actually gives me a lot of good stuff. I'm surprised. She's a youngin, not in a bad way. I just think she's, a little, she's young for like our age group, but she's like mature in her own way and gives me a lot of good content. I got a lot of respect for that. So her question was, if I knew, if I could know what my life was in 30 years, would I want to know? And that question, again, both these questions have me sit down for a little while because I think I do a pros and cons list and that's what I wrote out. So what do you think we're going to do? We're going to go down the pros and cons list. Now, 30 years from now, I'd be 56. It's pretty old. Well, okay. People are going to be like, oh my God, Jacob's not that old. Uh, okay. Well, I right now that feels old. Okay. It's double my life, over double my life. So I get to say that's old. My mom's going to freak out when I call that old. So I think the pros to obviously knowing is that it de-stresses you. <laughs> Throw that back to topic one, right? If I knew what my life was going to be like, I would never stress out because I already know what's going to happen. Like I don't need to stress out anything because voila, I know everything that's going to happen. That's one. That's a pro. Second pro is I think it would also make like all of us as like a, a combined, not only would I feel less stressed and happier because I know what I am, but I feel like it would make everybody in the world happier to kind of know where they're going to plan out to be. I think, well, I mean, I guess it depends where you end up, right? If your thing is like, oh, in 30 years, you're going to be homeless. Nobody's going to be stoked on that. So that would be more of a con. But for the positive side, if you had a good life in 30 years, you're going to be linking up with all the happy people and, and kind of be able to see who you're linked up with. And I just think knowing that would be really cool. But overall, my answer is no, because I think the cons outweigh the pros. Now, for me, the con would be the beauty of life, even though we just talked about how frustrating it can be right now, and it ends up being a roller coaster all the time that yes, we get stressed and yes, we have regrets. And yes, there's these learning lessons that are such a pain in the ass that we don't want to go through. But that's kind of the beauty of life, I feel like. Like, why do I want to know what's going to happen? Because then I'm just going to be lazy and bored. I feel like the beauty of life is you don't know what the hell's going to happen the next day. I mean, I think for one pro, like you would know if you were going to die or not, right? I mean, if you're said it's going to die at 29, you're going to know that. Hopefully you live life to the fullest. Um, but and if I knew what my life was going to be in 30 years, like I'm just going to kind of be bored with life and just let it play out. And I think a, a curious twist to that question would have been like, can't like a question I'd ask back was like, can I change it if I find out? Like, or is it something that like, Hey, this is your timeline. 
and you're going to make these decisions and you're stuck with it. Either way, no. I don't, I don't want to know what I would be doing in 30 years. Uh, if I had to guess when I'm 56 years old, I would hope I'm married, have some kids, have some grandchildren. Oh, well, grandpa at 56, damn, damn, whoa, whoa, take that back. That might be a little early. <laughs> that might be really early. Uh, well, no, I don't know. I'd have to do the math and I'm not going to do it live right now. So, but I hope I have a family and then hopefully a second family, like grandchildren are along the way or however close we are, as long as, you know, everybody's financially good and, and can deal with it. That's what I would guess mine is. Where I'm living, no idea. What my occupation was, that's what I'd be curious on. Like, where am I going to end up living and what did my job end up being? But it always trips me out thinking on this because when I think in 30 years, like I've even turned 30 yet. So 30 years from now is going to be like double my life soon. And that's what I trip out on. Like I'm worried to hit 30 and it's like, bro, like 56 is 30 years away. You haven't even made it to 30 yet. You know, that's insane. I have another double life. And then hopefully, I mean, we all live for a long time. You got another 20, uh, friggin' 30 after that. So that's what I kind of think about is, is just, I don't want to know what's going to happen. Even in the back of our heads, I think we really do want to know. I don't think we do. I think it makes life boring. And this makes it really the roller coaster that we love and, and, and live through every single day. And the ups and downs make us appreciate the good moments. And yes, we hate the bad moments, but it makes us appreciate the good moments more. Now, that was a walking cliche, for sure. But I am Mr. Cliche. But I think we do enjoy the good moments after bad moments. We realize. So I'm waiting on that right now. Right now, currently with the stress out situation and all these financial and the regrets I'm having, we're at a low right now. It's okay to admit we're at a low. You know, we're in a little bit of a funk. But when we come out of it, it makes us look back and be like, you know what, man? It's damn good to be happy. And that's how I felt in January. So like this stuff isn't far away. You know, it's like sometimes it's just like the next month, the next week, you know, things change so fast. So that's it for me. Those two questions were, were it. I, I loved it. It really, really makes me think a lot and pick my brain. So I'm going to keep on doing those questions for sure, mixed with topics. And we're at 35 minutes right now. I mean, that's a perfect spot for me. I think this gives me a lot of different things to talk about and it gives me a good time where I feel like I'm talking enough. You guys get your content because everybody's like, just do more. And I'm like, dude, you don't realize it's Thursday damn night. And right now, my mom's sitting here waiting for me to call her. Like literally right now, it's 8.49 p.m. Mom's been like, where the hell are you? She wants me to call her because I talk to her every Thursday night. So I am cutting this episode short. I'm going to talk to my Madre. And I hope you all have a damn good weekend. I have Monday off, so I'm stoked for that. I'm going to have a long weekend. I'm going to Palm Springs. I'm going to freaking enjoy myself, get some sun, make some better decisions if I drink. And I hope all of you that do or don't have work on Monday, enjoy your weekend anyways. Okay? Peace, love, harmony. I don't know why I did that earlier, but I'm going to keep sticking with it. Thank you all for listening. Thank you all for the support. Keep reaching out like you always do. Peace.